We're pregnant. Bro, do you even live? I can't eat another one bite. One is usually bigger than the other. It tastes awful. It hurt a Wait, bit. Why is it leaking? Did you Whoa. hear that? That's that was not there yesterday. I have a second of it. totally my natural girl. Color. Is that supposed to look like that? Don't worry. That was deadly. I'm Terrell. And I'm Iris. Welcome to Health Science for the rest of us, a podcast where we take a super practical look at the body, its shenanigans, and the world of fascinating ways we try and keep it healthy. This definitely won't replace a trip to your doctor's office, but it may help you make heads or tails of how to live in your body better. More important than that, this podcast will help you look like a total badass at your next Facebook debate. You did it again. We can edit that later. Let's Let's do do this. If you've heard anything about CrossFit, you probably know it has a reputation for being just brutal. We're talking lose your lunch, shit your pants, wind up on bed rest brutal. In spite of this though, around 4 million men and women choose to participate in CrossFit anyway. We wanted to better understand why. So for this week's adventure, special co-hosts Donald and Melissa joined us to talk about what CrossFit actually is and what it's like to do CrossFit and whether CrossFit is so different or better than other fitness programs. I can hardly contain my excitement. This adventure turned out to be quite hefty. So in a moment, we're going to jump right into it and cut away to our recording with Donald and Melissa. For this week's shenanigans, we experimented with FaceTime's multi-person feature in order to play a CrossFit version of Two Truths and a Lie. Even though this was our first attempt at using this software, the audio came out pretty well and we think you'll like the sound of it. As a quick heads up though, Donald and Melissa's turtle, Toruk, would like you to know that he's sorry for any extra turtle noises that his tank made during the recording. As another quick heads up, it might be helpful to know that From time to time during our game, Donald, Melissa, Toruk, and I discussed several workouts and weightlifting movements that might be hard to picture in your head if you've never seen them before. I blame memes. This only came up during a handful of moments in the entire recording, and we think you'll still be able to follow the game even if some of the movements sound unfamiliar. Having said that, if you find yourself completely lost, we've got you covered because in the show notes for this week's episode, we've posted some links to demonstration videos that just may help you come back from left field. We'll also be back after our game with Donald and Melissa to tell you about some other cool videos you might like to see too, but more on that later. I was not part of the original recording for this week's adventure, but once we start the two truths and a lie game, you will be able to hear me cutting in from time to time to add my two cents. Humans, stand by.
game to play, and in order to help you out, I'm going to give you some background information just to give you a baseline, and it might be useful later on for the game. Cool. Here are five fun facts about CrossFit. Fun fact number one. CrossFit is a type of exercise training program that was developed in 1995 by this guy, Greg Glassman, in Santa Cruz, California. So that's the first thing. Mm -hmm. Fun fact number two. CrossFit is not a completely new invention. There is plenty of unique features that it has. And there's plenty of copywriting and trademarking and all that sort of stuff. But at its core, the heart of it is not 100% original. CrossFit is actually a type of high-intensity interval training, which sounds like a fancy word, but it's a way to describe a type of exercise where you have short periods of really intense work mixed in with short periods of rest and the idea of working out in this way has been around since like 1970 oh wow yeah so there's that fun fact number three about crossfit is that crossfit involves combinations of gymnastics movements olympic weightlifting techniques and cardio fun fact number four is that CrossFit has its own definition of fitness, and that is what all of its workouts and fitness tests are based around. So to be more specific, if you were to look up the word fitness in the dictionary, it would say something about how fitness is a condition of being fit. <laughs> fitness is a condition of being physically fit or healthy. Which defining the word with itself. Yeah, it's not super useful if you're trying to figure out ways to get more fit or to track how fit you've become once you've started a particular workout plan. What and is so, fit? Yeah. So what Greg Glassman did was he established his own idea of what he thought fitness should be and started building CrossFit around that. And so in his mind, based on stuff from physics and exercise science, fitness should be something you can easily track and measure across a bunch of different movement patterns over a wide range of situations under a time pressure. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that part makes sense because that's like a major theme in CrossFit. This idea that fitness means you can do a lot of work through a lot of different kinds of body movements under a time pressure. So an example of that would be like, according to CrossFit, a person who can run a 10 minute mile is less fit than a person who runs a 15 minute mile while dragging a 40 pound sled or while carrying a 25 pound sandbag or something. The person who's mm. running with that extra load is doing more work and is therefore showing more fitness, even though it takes them longer to finish the actual run. And there's like a whole calculation and stuff you can do with maths where you actually calculate fitness in terms of how it relates to power as power is defined in physics, 
but we don't really have to get into that unless you care. So, (laughs) okay. So power is work divided by time where work is force times distance, where force is mass times acceleration. And that is why if a person has to drag a sled while moving forward over a time pressure, that calculation gives you what power equals. The person with more power in CrossFit is considered more fit. So that's how that works. This is how they should teach math to kids. You're like, I don't need math in real life. She's like, yes, you do. Why? <laughs> so you can figure out who's better at carrying things while running. Duh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So here is one more fun fact about CrossFit before we start the game. Woo! So <laughs> here is fun fact number five about CrossFit. And it is that despite what you may see on the internet or here at the water cooler, CrossFit is not secretly a fight club or a cult. (laughs) So that's it. I was wondering. (laughs) All right. I've heard somebody say something like that before. Yeah, I hear it called a cult all the time. Or that it's like fight club. Uh, Mm -hmm. But as we'll see, it's really neither of those things. It's some kind of combination of both. That was a joke. (laughs) It's neither of those Uh, things. (laughs) mm -hmm, Sure. We'll play the game and you can be the judge. So. Got you. Yeah. (laughs) What we have is a game of two truths and a lie. Mm, My favorite. Oh, good. Okay. So you two are going to be playing on a team together. Mm -hmm. We're going to have four rounds. Each round mostly has three questions. And the two of you will listen to three statements about CrossFit and decide which one you think is false. You can take as much time as you feel like you need in order to answer. And there are really no rules except you're not allowed to Google anything and your response has to be unanimous. So we're meaning we're working together. I'm not against him. Right. You're working together. So we can just... Mm-hmm. Oh. So we can discuss it and all of that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You I sound disappointed. I am. <laughs> well, there will I be. Beat him. There will be a competition at the end, but no spoilers. Okay, so everyone knows what we're gonna do. We're ready to give uh-huh. it a try. Okay. Yep. So round one is called the box, and it is about mm-hmm. some of the types of things people can experience or expect to experience from CrossFit gyms. Which one is a lie? Statement number one. CrossFit gyms are called boxes because the word box is short for sweat box. Statement number two. CrossFit gyms are called boxes because they are usually inside of open spaces like barns, garages, or warehouses. Statement number three, CrossFit gyms are called boxes because of the trademark wooden boxes that you jump over during workouts. Discuss amongst yourselves. And we're looking for the lie, right? You're looking for the lie. Oh, you're looking for the lie. Yeah. Yeah. I should have said you could take notes if you want. I'm thinking that the trademark wooden boxes is the lie. Yeah, I agree with you. Okay. 
I'm going to give you both the point because I just realized that two of those were lies oh. and one was the truth. <laughs> oh. This is this is how my brain works the week before exam week. Okay, so we'll just go through each one. I'll tell you which ones were true, and then we'll just move on since I messed up. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. okay. okay. So earlier I said that CrossFit gyms are called boxes because the word box is short for sweat box. That is false. That's made up. That's not a thing. The second thing I said was that CrossFit gyms are called boxes because they're usually in places like barns and garages and warehouses. That is true. The third thing I said was that CrossFit gyms are called boxes because of the wooden boxes that you jump over during the workouts. And it's true that in CrossFit, you will probably jump over a wooden box at some point, but that's not why the gyms are called boxes. So oh. you both win all the points for that. <laughs> for that, uh, we'll call that the warm up. I was not. I wasn't ready. Okay, I'm warmed up now. Though okay. this should be better. <laughs> all right. So are the other ones two lies and the truth, or yes. Okay. So the rest of these should be set up properly. Okay. I'm gonna read you three statements. Two of them will be truths. One of them will be a lie. And you'll work together to figure out which one is the lie. Statement number one. Mm-hmm. CrossFit gyms are hard to find because most communities don't have that many of them. Statement number two. CrossFit gyms are practically everywhere. Statement number three. CrossFit gyms are set up so that when needed, you can do some or all of the workout outside. I think, well, it can't be one and two. Right. I think it's one. Yeah. Okay. Final answer? Number one. Yes. Okay. The lie is that CrossFit gyms are hard to find because most communities don't have that many of them. That is quite a lie. There are 15,000 CrossFit locations in 160 countries. And because math, that is more locations than Starbucks. Hmm. So there's that. <laughs> they, are practically, they are practically everywhere. And the gym spaces are set up so that you end up being able to do part or all of the workout outside. Hmm. Yeah. So if there is a cool. yeah, if there's a part with running or if there's a part where you have to throw something heavy or push something heavy, if the weather agrees, the gyms are set up so that if you wanted to, you could do part of that outside. Cool. Yeah. So here is the last shot in round one, the box. Uh, statement number one. CrossFit gyms have the same kind of machines and equipment as other popular gyms. Statement number two. CrossFit gyms have the same kinds of machines and equipment as the gym in your basement. Statement number three. CrossFit gyms have different machines and equipment from location to location. Okay, so I haven't actually been to a CrossFit gym. I've seen YouTube videos mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of like a ton of different like workout videos. 
So it's probably kind of muddy up there. But I think it's the first one. You think it's a lie? You think it's a lie that CrossFit gyms have the same kind of machines and equipment as other popular gyms? Yes. <laughs> Donald, yeah. Donald, do you agree? All right. So still working through it. Uh, for your basement, you could have anything in there. Um, so it's kind of like to me, it kind of makes sense where what CrossFit would be, where you know, it's not so much about the machine, but what you're doing. Um, like I've seen like CrossFit with the massive tires, and I don't imagine that happened because somebody's just like, you know, what we really need we need a really big tire. <laughs> As much as like somebody sitting around, like yeah, so we gotta amp our workout, and then somebody's changing like a tractor tire one day. It's like, hey, you think you could lift that? <laughs> I mean, we could try it. So like, I I feel like the workouts kind of come out of that mind frame um, rather than the traditional model. And then as far as different CrossFit gyms having different equipment. I think that kind of supports that also. So it's kind of like using what's available rather than the gym cultural norms. Mm-hmm. So yes, number one. Okay. You two are correct. It is a Woo-hoo! lie that CrossFit gyms have the same machines and equipment as other popular gyms. And Woo-hoo-hoo. yeah, the the things you said were true. A big part of CrossFit is that the workouts are supposed to be somewhat unpredictable so that Mm -hmm. you don't get too used to anything and your body doesn't get too used to anything. Right. The idea is that things are always changing. And so once you have your fitness goals in mind, it turns out that there are lots of ways to skin a cat and the coaches have a lot of creative freedom in deciding what workouts to plan or Mm -hmm. what equipment to use in order to help people to get through the workouts that they plan. Having said that, there is some basic stuff that you will probably see in most CrossFit boxes. And Mm -hmm. most of it, you would think um, a lot of it would be things like stuff you would need for the weight training, like free weights and dumbbells and barbells and stuff. And then some of the basic things that you might need for the gymnastics movements, like those rings that hang down from the ceiling that you use Mm -hmm. to pull your body. You might see those big metal rigs that look like the jungle gym. And you might see things like rowing machines, ropes that you climb up because they're hanging from the wall or hanging from the ceiling. You might see one or two treadmills, maybe. Usually Mm -hmm. the running is actually done outside or on the ground. You might see something called an an assault bike, which is evil. Mm. And that's all (laughs) you need to know about it. Sounds evil. I have to look this up as soon as we're done. Please Google. An assault bike. Yes, go to YouTube and find a video of someone using an assault bike. The word assault is an understatement. It's horrible. Melissa, uh, yeah, huh? I think we need an assault bike. No, you don't. Mm. You don't want that. There's stuff like medicine balls you can throw and boxes you can jump over. It, basically, if you imagine a uh, imagine a playground, that's how the mm-hmm. CrossFit gym might look on the inside. And each one's a little different because 
the coaches have different ideas for how to help people get through the workouts. And they also have different budgets and stuff like that. Uh, right. But the main point is that it looks a little different than, say, your Planet Fitness or your Equinox or a place like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Melissa, are you Googling assault bikes? I sure hope not. No. <laughs> that would be cheating. Okay. <laughs> we have made it to the end of round one, the box. And we're now Who's ready it? for round two, the wads. Dun, dun, dun. Who, who's winning? Oh, we are we're on a team together. I think I know. I just wanted to throw that in Melissa's face. Did you? Oh, oh. You, you better watch it. There, I told you there's a competition <laughs> coming up later. Uh, okay, <laughs> but I think you got two out of three correct answers for round one the box. Now box. we're into round two the wads. And WOD mm. is W-O-D, which stands for Workout of the Day. Mm. Okay. Are we ready? Ready. Yes. Sweet. I'm going to give you a little bit of a hint to help you because these next questions might be tough. So here's the hint. Earlier, we were talking about fitness and how in CrossFit, fitness is described a certain way. Well, in order to help people get fit, the workouts are designed to help people improve specific physical abilities. And those are endurance, stamina, strength, flexibility, speed, coordination, agility, balance, accuracy, and power, which was that stuff we were talking about before with the people carrying heavy things while they were running. Mm-hmm. All right, so here is our first set of statements for round two, the wads. <laughs> Statement number one. CrossFit workouts typically happen as part of group classes similar to how group Zumba or yoga classes work. Statement number two. CrossFit classes have coaches that guide you through each workout. Statement number three. CrossFit workouts include meal planning to tell you how you should be eating. Two of those were truths. One of those was a lie. Which one do you think was the lie? I think. Now, what do you think? Meal planning. You think that's the lie? Thinking. He's thinking. I think the one about... Um, or the Zumba. Yeah. Hmm. Um, well, I know... Like, are, are you ready? You want to go? No, go ahead. Um, I know that... Like, a lot of them aren't big enough to have, like, a ton of people doing the exact same exercise at the same time, which, like, would be something that would happen in a Zumba or other group exercise course. So, maybe not that one for that reason, but then it could also be a thing where, all right, you know, it's cross a day, everybody's coming, so I'm going to quickly show you all the exercises and you get in where you fit in. 
which could also possibly work. The meal plan, if I was going to add a meal plan as part of a workout, then I might be like trying to help with the recovery or performance of like whatever a specific activity was. So it would either be a meal plan before the workout or after, maybe both. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm leaning toward meal plan though. You think the meal you planning is a lie? That's where I'm leaning. Okay. Melissa, you've done the CrossFit class though, so I, I have. Like you have yeah. more insight. Yeah, I think it's the one. It's not like a Zumba class. Mm-hmm. It's very um. <laughs> not that CrossFit isn't fun, but Zumba <laughs> is. <laughs> okay. CrossFit is just like makes you hate your life. <laughs> so you think it is a lie that CrossFit happens in classes like how Zumba or yoga happen in classes? Right. I okay. think that's a lie. Okay. And Donald thinks it's a lie that CrossFit workouts include meal planning. Right. So, so we need to come to an agreement. Yeah, yeah. All right, number one. So you are saying that it's a lie that CrossFit workouts happen in group classes like how Zumba or yoga happen in classes. Final answer? Final answer. All right. The lie is that CrossFit workouts include meal planning. It is true that CrossFit workouts <laughs> happen in classes. The classes are not always large. They could have three people or five people, 15 people, and then you would just have more coaches so that everyone's getting the attention that they need in order to be safe and to do the movements. <laughs> Y'all are going to have a I conversation. I thought number three this. for a little bit. Yeah, I could see why because you probably heard. Yeah, you probably heard of people saying that in order to do CrossFit, you have to be paleo or that you can't eat. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did hear that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the reason that the idea of meal planning being part of CrossFit workouts is listed as the lie is because that varies from place to place. There's no like one set contract that you have to sign that says if you do CrossFit, then you have to agree to eat whatever the coach thinks that you should eat. Um, Really, there's nothing to stop you from eating whatever you want to eat while you're part of CrossFit classes. And if a coach is really pushy about it, then since there's like 160,000 or whatever locations, then you can just pick a different Fine, one. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> one of these statements ah. is a lie. Statement number one. In mm-hmm. CrossFit, you don't know what the day's workout is going to be until you show up for class. Statement number two. In CrossFit, Beginners have to take fundamentals classes before they're allowed to join the regular classes. Statement number three. In CrossFit, everyone completes workouts together during CrossFit classes, and the first one to finish wins because CrossFit is a race. Thoughts? Um, I think three. 
Me too. You think it's a lie that in CrossFit, everyone completes workouts together and the first one to finish wins because it's a race? You think that's yeah, a lie? Yeah, it's a lie. Because what you going to win? What are you winning? <laughs> you are correct. They don't pri- oh, yay. Yeah. Woo. Yes. Okay. It is a lie. Um, CrossFit is a little different from other kinds of workout plans because there is the factor of time and you are trying to finish a certain amount of work in a certain amount of time, going back to that power thing again. But you're really racing yourself or racing the clock. You're not really racing other people unless everyone agrees to race. (laughs) Like It's not one of those uh, super competitive things necessarily where everyone's trying to Mm -hmm. beat everyone else. And in fact, uh, some of the workouts are designed as team workouts. So everyone has a role to play to contribute to the team's score or to contribute to the team's performance on a workout. And so it is not necessarily a super competitive thing. Uh, one more, one more thing I'll say about that before we go to the next question, which will be fun is just slipped out of my head. (laughs) Oh, it's about the fundamentals classes. So one of the truths that we just read was that beginners have to take fundamentals classes. And that is true across the board. If you're new to CrossFit or if you're new to weightlifting, before you can start doing CrossFit classes at a CrossFit box, you have to take several like beginners classes. And during that Mm -hmm. time you learn safety measures, you learn things like how to drop weights safely so that you don't drop the weights on your body. You learn mm-hmm. that's a good idea. Yeah, you learn about basic body mechanics so that you know safe ways to move yourself around. You learn about how to be safe with the equipment that is at the box. You also start learning about workarounds for whatever challenges your body might have. So some people come to CrossFit with old injuries or they might have really tight hamstrings or something, some sort of thing about their body that will impact the way that they can do the workouts. The fundamentals Mm -hmm. class, Mm -hmm. those classes are a good time to start learning what those things are and learning about how the workouts in the future will need to be adjusted so that you can safely do whatever the workouts call for and then try and build your skills from there. So there's that. Y'all are on a roll. Cool. What? Uh, how many do you have correct so far? I I'm not gonna lie, Aww. I lost count. <laughs> <laughs> but it's being recorded, so we'll figure this out. Oh yeah, that's right. right. Okay, that's true. <laughs> so this is Siri's time to shine. Future Siri will come back and she'll tell us who's winning. No, thank you. Whether you're there winning you or whether you're not winning. <laughs> the answer will be known in post. <laughs> okay. All right. This next one should be fun. We're still in round two, the wads. Mm -hmm. Here is the next batch of statements. Statement number one. Fight Gone Bad is the name of a workout in CrossFit. Statement number two. Death by Burpees is the name of a workout in CrossFit. Statement number three, Glassman the Great 
is the name of a workout in CrossFit? You said Glassman the Great? Mm-hmm. As in Greg Glassman, the founder of CrossFit. Fight combat, death by burpees. I think death by burpees is one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it is two. Okay. So you're saying death by burpees is not a lie. And I think the Glassman one probably uh, is not a lie. It makes sense that they would name a workout after the founder. Okay. But that's exactly what she wants you to think. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> they were on she to would me. do something like that. <laughs> I would. Um. So what do you think? Um, what was the first one? The first fight one gone is bad. Fight Gone Bad. I don't know, Donald. I'll let you decide. All right, let's see. Fight Gone Bad. Mm-hmm. What would that mean? So, like, the burpees is obvious. Like, that's, I mean, at least we think it's obvious. Related to burpees. Right. Glassman the Great. It makes sense that it would be there because of Greg. But then, still, like, what it, what exactly is that workout? But CrossFit, like targeting overall fitness, like might be much like military basic training where they push you to muscle failure. Mm-hmm. So even though you beat the crap out of the punching bag, you walk away feeling like you got beat. <laughs> okay. However, the only thing that sounds familiar to me is death by burpees. I'm leaning toward Glassman the Great. As the lie? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's go for it. All right. The lie is that Greg Glassman the Great is the name of a CrossFit workout. I just made that one oh. up. To my knowledge, Glassman the Great is not the name of a CrossFit workout. But Fight Gone Bad is and Death by Burbies is. Usually, yay. Yay. usually, like we said, you don't know what the workout is going to be before you show up. And the reason is because the coaches are making each workout like custom made for whatever they want to achieve with you on a given mm-hmm. day. But some of the workouts are sort of pre-baked and every now and then they will turn up in the sequence of workouts that you do during a given year. So Fight Gone Bad is one of them. And in case you're interested, Fight Gone Bad is based on the way you feel after you've been in a fight. So you were close with when you were talking about fatigue <laughs> and, and, and military stuff, Donald. So if you want to try Fight Gone Bad, what you need to do is set up a bunch of stations. And you mm-hmm. need to set a timer so that every 60 seconds your timer goes off. For the first 60 seconds, you're going to take a 20-pound ball. It's called a a medicine ball. You're going to squat with the ball in your hands. You're going to stand up and then throw the ball to a target 10 feet above the ground against the wall. You're going to do that as many times as you can until the 60 seconds is up. Then for 60 seconds, you're going to do what's called a sumo deadlift high pull with 75 pounds. That involves sort of spreading your feet far apart. You squat down while your feet are spread far apart. 
you grab the bar with both hands and then you stand up as fast as you can. And as you're standing up, you're lifting the bar off the ground and bringing the bar almost to the height of your collarbone. So you're going to do that as many times as you can with 75 pounds until that 60 seconds is up. Then you're going to jump onto a box 20 inches high until the 60 seconds is up. Then you're going to do what's called a push press. You have a bar with 75 pounds on it. It's sort of resting near your collarbone. And you push the bar up above your head as fast as you can, as many times as possible, for 60 seconds. Then you're going to get on a rowing machine, and you're going to row as many calories as you can in 60 seconds. And you're going to repeat that whole process three times. So that's fight gone yeah. bad. Now. <laughs> fight gone bad. That sounds like man gone bad. I would agree. Death by burpees might be worse. So in CrossFit. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. in, in CrossFit, death by fill in the blank means that every minute on the minute, you will do a particular movement. Then you'll rest for the rest of the minute. Then the next minute, you'll do two of that particular movement then you'll rest for the rest of the minute. And you keep doing that until you can no longer fit any rest within the 60 seconds. So with death by burpees, the first minute on the top of the minute, you would do one burpee, then you would rest for the rest of that minute. Mm -hmm. Top of the second minute, you do two oh, burpees I see. and rest for the rest of the minute. Eventually, you're going to be doing maybe six burpees 16. and then rest till the rest of the minute. And then at some point, you're going to be doing maybe 10 burpees. And at the end of that 10th burpee, the whole minute has passed and there's no time for rest anymore. That's when you're done. By the time you get to the point where you're working the entire 60 seconds and there's no time for rest anymore, that's when you're done. So that's wow. cool. So you could do death by push-ups that way. You could do death by rope climb that way. Death by... Uh, I don't know what else. Tire flip. I don't know. <laughs> you just fill in the blank and then add more reps with each passing minute. So mm -hmm. there's that. That's exciting. Who's ready to try? You got your gym clothes on now, right? <laughs> uh, not quite gym clothes. These are these are loungy. That's okay. But that does sound interesting. I might try a death by push-ups. Uh, we might have to try and like record that. That would be a, a good way to break in the field recorder. But more on that later, because we have a bonus question for this round. Uh-oh. All right, here's the bonus question. Statement number one. Ava is the name of a fitness test in CrossFit that is named after Greg Glassman's daughter. Statement number two. Ava is the name of a fitness test in CrossFit that is named after one of Greg Glassman's ex-girlfriends. Statement number three. Ava is the name of a fitness test in CrossFit that is named after Greg Glassman's sister. Which one is a lie? Is it more than one? Or could it be more than one? Only Two truths and a lie. Right. I think All right, daughter so we had or sister. Daughter we had daughter, girlfriend, and sister. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Ex-girlfriend. Also right. have a confession to make while you're deliberating. Uh, I messed this one up, too. <laughs> 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 Two of 
of these are lies and one of them is the truth because my brain okay. doesn't work. No problem. Finals or exams. Yeah, really. Cool. <laughs> All right. No problem. Cool. Uh, yeah, it just seemed like the first one. It was like. So do we All need right. to tell you both of them that we think? If you tell me which one you think might be true, then we can go from there. So Ava, okay. Ava is either the name of a workout that's named after Greg Glassman's daughter, an ex-girlfriend, or his sister. I think daughter, Donald, okay. is the truth. Okay. If it were... If I was naming something after my sister, it would either be because my sister's a beast. Okay. Or because something about my sister like made her unable to do this stuff all right so i'm gonna say sister i thought daughter but we can go with sister okay <laughs> well why, why do you think daughter i don't know i just feel like you know it's your child i feel like people name things after their children if they don't have siblings but we don't know whether or not he has either True. It could be the ex-girlfriend. It could also be the ex-girlfriend because like that was an evil, evil woman and this is how it's she made me feel. It's an evil workout. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, We can go with sister. Alright. Sister, final answer? Yes. I have another confession mm. to make. <laughs> okay. They're all lies. <laughs> they are all lies except... That there have always been rumors that a workout like Ava is named for one of <laughs> one of Greg Glassman's ex girlfriends. Yep. So in CrossFit, there's a whole suite of benchmark workouts. They're like these fitness tests that you do every mm -hmm. now and then to keep track of how you're improving. They are mm -hmm. all named for women's names. And the rumor has always been that the reason why is that they were all the names of ex-girlfriends of Greg Glassman. Collectively, all these tests are called the girls. And when asked why all these fitness tests have women's names, Greg Glassman says, quote, any workout that leaves you flat on your back, staring up at the sky, wondering what the <laughs> hell happened, Deserves a girl's name. End quote. <laughs> no. So, that's the girls. They're all named uh, for women or have women's names. Uh, CrossFit, al yeah. CrossFit also has what are called hero wads or hero workouts of the day. Mm -hmm. These are not fitness tests per se, but they are way more difficult than other CrossFit workouts that you might do. Because mm -hmm. they are named for fallen service people, like soldiers oh. and firefighters and police officers. And a, mm -hmm. a, a lot of times, folks at a CrossFit box will get together and do the hero wads on days like Memorial Day or Veterans Day to honor the people who died. But you might also see hero wads sort of peppered into the regular sequence of workouts that happened in a given year. So if you are interested in trying Ava, 
you will do five rounds of running 800 meters, then doing 30 kettlebell swings with two pood. Pood is a Russian way of measuring how much uh, a kettlebell weighs. I think two pood might be uh, 70 pounds. Two pood is a little over 72 pounds. Anyway, so it's five rounds of run 800 meters, 30 kettlebell Mm -hmm. swings, and 30 pull-ups for time. So you try and do that as fast as you can. If you still have energy left after that and you want to try one of these hero wads, one of them is called Glenn. It's named for Glenn Doherty. He was a Navy SEAL who was killed during the attack on the U.S. consulate in Benghazi in 2012. Mm -hmm. And this workout includes 30 clean and jerks with 135 pounds for men or 95 pounds for women. A clean and jerk is um, just like you have the bar on the ground with the weights on it, and you pick it up with your hands, and you lift it quickly up from the ground and then up onto near your shoulders. As -hmm. you do that, you can, if you need to, you can, uh, like, jump the feet apart, and then... uh, You sort of dip down and push the weight up above your head. And then if you had jumped your feet apart, once the weight is over your head, you put your step, your feet back next to one another. This sounds really elaborate, Hmm. but I'm going to have videos on my, um, on the podcast website where people can watch computer puppets actually doing these movements. But this is also a testament to why the fundamentals classes are important because there are a lot of small movements that go into these larger movements that have to be pretty fluid in order for you to execute them properly. But anyway, uh, Glenn involves 30 cleaning jerks, 135 pounds for men, 95 pounds for women, then one mile run, then 10 rope climbs up a 15-foot rope, then one mile run, then 100 burpees for time. Yeah, that sounds oh like some Navy sales. So there's that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anybody want to try If you were that? to just describe, uh, eventually. <laughs> if you were to just describe that to me, like without any context, mm-hmm. I probably would have guessed Navy SEAL or Marines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that... Yeah. Some of the hero wads involve wearing weighted vests while you do it to simulate the packs that the soldiers wear when they're out doing these superhuman things. Um, Wow. Yeah. But that's sort of the, yeah, that's sort of the point with these hero workouts is that you're supposed to feel very taxed and you're supposed to develop empathy and gratitude for people who do much more difficult things on a regular basis for stuff like oh, our safety and our freedom and stuff. Wow. So that's what I you, yeah. Would by the time I'm done. yeah, that's the sort of stuff you think about while you're struggling through something like this is that, you know, somebody sacrificed their life and did this sort of stuff like all the time <laughs> so that, right. we, you know, we can have the things we have. Uh, yeah. So there's that. Uh, this round has a bonus bonus question 
and then we'll be on to the what? next round. Yeah, we're making our way right along. We're more than halfway through. It's a CrossFit brain activity. Yeah, yeah. So here's the <laughs> bonus, bonus question. Which one? Bonus, bonus. <laughs> bonus, bonus. Which one okay. of these is a lie? Statement number one. CrossFit is on tap to become a new Olympic sport. Statement number two. Surfing is on tap to become a new Olympic sport. Number three, skateboarding is on tap to become a new Olympic sport. Um, I think surfing. What do you think, Donald? Surfing will require access to a fairly large body of water. Okay. You could set up, set up a skateboard uh, park or what have you pretty much anywhere, I would think. Perhaps. CrossFit. Yeah, so CrossFit, like the sheer range of activities, I could see that being possible to mold into an Olympic sport. Hmm, okay. Surfing. You both you both think surfing is on? Yes. So you think the lie is that surfing is on tap to become a new Olympic sport? Yes. Yes. The lie is that CrossFit is on tap to become an Olympic sport. What? Surfing and skateboarding surfing is- will be part of the 2020 Olympics. And CrossFit already has its own annual international competition. It's called the CrossFit Games. And I've heard of that. Yeah. What happens is every year around February, the CrossFit Games people announce uh, fitness tests that people can do to try and qualify for the CrossFit Games. And they have to video themselves completing the workouts, and they have to record their performance on these little scorecards that you can print from the CrossFit Games website. And mm-hmm. then all of the scores go into this huge database that other people can see through the CrossFit Games app and on the CrossFit Games website. And then mm-hmm. after a while, the field gets narrowed down to about 25 men and 25 women. And those folks will actually show up in person to the CrossFit Games in the summer. It lasts for several days The person who wins in each category will be named either the fittest man on earth or the fittest woman on earth. They also have team competitions and you used to be able to watch this on ESPN, but now you can just watch it on Facebook watch or YouTube, or you can watch it through the CrossFit games app. You can also watch the CrossFit games through games.crossfit.com down to the last two rounds now everybody's warmed up everyone knows what's going on and so Mm -hmm. now the pressure is going to be on because we said that in crossfit a big factor is time and how much work you do over time so for Mm -hmm. the next two rounds you are only going to have 15 seconds to come up with the answer that you two agree <laughs> is the lie out of the three statements that you hear. So what I'm going to pull up here is our nifty CrossFit timer. 
It sounds very much like the type of timers that you would find in a CrossFit gym. And what's going to happen is I'll read all three statements. Then mm-hmm. I will start the timer. And Is it an app or a physical device? Yeah, this is an app. Okay. Here is round three, the second to last round, and it's called The Culture. Mm. The Here, Culture. The Culture. Here are three statements, and you'll, what were you about to say? Uh, okay. Here are three statements, and you will tell me which one is the lie. Statement number one. Dogs are welcome inside CrossFit gyms. Statement number two. Cats are welcome inside CrossFit gyms. Statement number three. Children are welcome inside CrossFit gyms. Cats. Cats. You both agree cats? Yes. Final answer? Yes. Okay. (laughs) All right. You are correct. The lie is that cats are welcomed in CrossFit gyms. So CrossFit gyms and CrossFit in general tries to maintain a sort of laid back, relaxed, diverse experience when people come to be part of CrossFit. And that means that you just might see a dog inside of, (laughs) you just might see a dog inside of the CrossFit gym during the workouts. And you might see children inside of the CrossFit gym during workout. The children can actually be in the CrossFit gym because some CrossFit locations have specialty classes for children to participate in CrossFit. And some of the gyms have little play areas so the kids can play in the play area while their parents are in the other section of the gym dur- during the workouts. So dogs and kids are welcomed. Never heard of uh, cats being welcomed. Uh, but, gen- <laughs> but generally, the whole CrossFit culture seems to be one where essentially everyone is welcome no matter who they are or where they're from or who they love or anything like that. People might bring Mm. dogs or kids. They have special wads for, Mm. for the pride festivals that happen in the cities that they are located in. So there's that, uh, dogs and kids welcomed. We ready to try again? Yep. All right. Here is the first statement. Statement one, the terms EMOM, AMRAP, POOD, ASS TO GRASS, and SWEAT ANGEL are common parts of CrossFit vocabulary. Statement number two, people who do CrossFit are sometimes called CrossFitters. Statement number three, CrossFit has its own brand of booty shorts t-shirts, knee-high socks, running shoes, and weightlifting equipment that everyone who does CrossFit uses? Three. Three. That was really fast. Final answer? Yes. All yes. right. You are correct. It is a lie that CrossFit has its own brand of all these types of clothing and weightlifting equipment. What they do have is deals with Places like Reebok and Rogue 
companies that make clothing and shoes with CrossFit's name on them. Uh, and people do tend to wear these things. Uh, mm. The booty shorts they'll typically wear because uh, there's a lot of squats in CrossFit. And if your legs mm. get big enough, it's hard to find shorts that will fit, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the knee-high socks, they seem like things that people just wear because it's like part of the fashion aesthetic of CrossFit. But the knee-high socks are actually to protect your shins from rope burn when you're climbing ropes or to protect your shin from being scratched uh, as you're jumping over boxes or trying to lift bars off the ground in front of your, your legs. So some of this stuff is just like fun fashion stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But some of it actually has to do with what you're trying to get your body to do. And so as a result of that, there is a kind of look to CrossFit where people seem like they're dressing in similar ways. But at the same time, it's still laid back and people can like wear whatever they want. Um, the other thing I'll say is, does anyone want to guess what EMOM stands for? We talk- That's a, This is an official question? Well, this is like a side side thing uh, open yeah yeah oh, okay email yeah i'm imagining that it's not related to email and mothers that is correct uh, that is correct crossfit has <laughs> all these special vocabulary words and acronyms and stuff and or so- uh elmo 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 oh. i don't know i'm tired well i'll go i'll just give you the answer then emom is for every minute on the minute and it describes, uh-huh. yeah, it describes workouts like the one we said, like the one we talked about with death by burpees. Yep. AMRAP is as many reps as possible or as many rounds as possible. Ass to grass uh-huh. is about uh, when your butt gets close to the ground when you squat. And a sweat angel mm-hmm. is what happens when you lay on your back after a workout and you get up and the sweat is in the shape of like a snow angel on the ground. Oh, wow. Yeah. After the workouts, people will lie on their back on the ground with their arms spread out to help their heart rates come back down more smoothly. And when you get up, it makes a shape like a snow angel, but with sweat. So there's that. All right. We're moving right along. Here is the next batch of statements. You can tell me which one is a lie. So here is the first statement. The last people to finish a CrossFit workout usually put away all the equipment for the rest of the class. Statement number two. The last people to finish a CrossFit workout usually get cheered on by the rest of the class until every person has completed the workout. Statement number three. The last people to finish the CrossFit workout put their names and scores on the whiteboard alongside everyone else's. Three. Oh, no. Sorry. Uh, one. 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 All right. We're getting real fast now. <laughs> Power. You are correct. It is a lie that the last person to finish the CrossFit workout has to put away all the equipment. Because what usually happens is the last person to finish just gets cheered on by all the other people who are already done. And... Once everyone's finished, they put their names and their scores on the board. 
There's also apps that a lot of the gyms will use so that you can post your results in the app. And then if you have it set to public, then other people in the gym can see your results and they can post comments and high fives and stuff like that. Uh, some places have closed Facebook groups and barbecue events and stuff where people can get together and connect outside of the workouts or celebrate each other's hard work and that sort of thing. And that's all part of the culture of the CrossFit. The app Terrell is talking about is called Beyond the Whiteboard. This Beyond the Whiteboard app is CrossFit's official workout tracking app, and the humans use it to track their progress by entering information about their lifts, speeds, and workouts completed over time. The app pulls information together and shows it to the humans in the form of graphs and charts. It also contains demonstration videos for many of the movements involved in the CrossFit workouts. Other apps that have features similar to the ones in Beyond the Whiteboard include one called the Wattify app, one called the Trifecta app, and one called the CrossFit Journal app. Guess what, y'all? What? We're on the last rounds. Woo! What? Close! Yeah! We only have three batches of statements left, and then it'll be time for dinner or whatever else. So, so this is... Round four, the gains, question mark. Here is the first batch of statements for round four. Statement one, CrossFit coaches have to do training in order to get their basic CrossFit certification. Statement two, CrossFit coaches train for several years in order to get their basic CrossFit certification. Statement three. CrossFit coaches train for several days in order to get their basic CrossFit certification. Years. I think Melissa might be on Years. Oh. Okay. You all think the one about years is the one that's a lie? Yep. You are correct. That is a lie. In order to start a CrossFit gym, coaches or owners have to do several days of training in order to get the basic CrossFit certification. And the folks at CrossFit have gotten criticism about this because there's an argument such that People who only do a few days of training are not qualified to be teaching people how to lift weights or how to exercise and stuff. Um, but one thing that I have noticed is that the person who owns the CrossFit gym can hire coaches who have more training or more education. And the people who complete the training might already have more, more education or more experience so they're bringing something with them to the table. It's not always just that few days of training that is being applied to the CrossFit classes. And if a person is thinking about CrossFit and they're concerned about the training of the people who will be coaching them, they can always ask what the person's prior professional experience is or if They've done any other special trainings. Some of these coaches have done degrees and stuff like exercise science. Some of them are physical therapists. Some of them are physicians, actually. And so 
you get a wide range of experiences that people bring on top of the certification that they get in order to open the CrossFit gym. And so I, I would say if someone was concerned about that, then it would be easy enough to just ask for more information. This kind of cautious approach is probably helpful when considering all kinds of trainers and coaches, not just the ones who coach CrossFit. We looked as best as we could, but we were not able to find any industry-wide standards or laws or rules that regulate training for trainers or coaches. Many trainers and coaches choose to get certified through bodies like the National Strength and Conditioning Association or the American Council on Exercise or the American College of Sports Medicine, but getting certified through these organizations is not considered mandatory. If you are considering working with a trainer or coach and you have concerns about safety or expertise, it's probably in your best interest to learn everything you can about the trainer's background, education, and past professional experience. Two more to go. We're getting there. Cool. Yeah. All right. Here's the next batch of statements. Statement number one. CrossFit is mostly just for athletes. Statement number two. CrossFit is for people with money. Statement number three. CrossFit is for everyone. Which one is a lie? Two. Two. You think CrossFit is for people with money is a lie? Final answer? Final answer. Yeah. All right. The CrossFit is mostly just for athletes statement is a lie. Uh, what? Yeah. CrossFit is for everyone as long as they have money. That's actually CrossFit's unofficial slogan. CrossFit is for everyone because they can adjust all the workouts to meet people's needs, but it's not cheap. Guess how much it costs per month to be part of a CrossFit gym? 80. 200. Those are both very good guesses. That's about the range. It costs different amounts based on where you join. Mm -hmm. And some places have extra features that you pay for. Like some of them are open 24 hours a day. Or they might have massage therapists or something on hand or other special features. And some of them have discounts for things like students or for service workers, like police officers. But outside of that, it can get pretty pricey. $200 a month is quite a lot of money to be trying to it get. It is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you can go to a different gym and maybe pay 50 bucks or less or much, much less. Um, yeah. Orange, yeah. Orange Theory has like an $80 plan to come basically only once a week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're pricey, but they're really, it's, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. With this CrossFit stuff, what you're really paying for is the coaching. Um, CrossFit does post free workouts on their website and some of the workouts have videos that show you how to do the workouts but if you're paying to go to a CrossFit gym what you're really paying for is to get that supervision and to get people with training watching you and making sure you're staying safe and helping you to 
improve your fitness. Good. All right, y'all. Are we ready for the very last batch of statements? Let's do it. Let's do it. We're ready. (laughs) We made it. Here is statement number one. People who do CrossFit tend to have more success with their fitness goals than people who do other kinds of exercise. Statement number two. People who do CrossFit tend to get hurt more than people who do other kinds of exercise. Statement number three, people who do CrossFit never shut up about CrossFit. (laughs) Two. Yeah, two. You both think that the thing about people getting hurt in CrossFit more is the lie? Yes. You are correct. There, yeah, CrossFit. Yeah! (laughs) You nailed it. CrossFit has a reputation for causing people to get hurt more than other kinds of exercise. Uh, Part of that is because Greg Glassman used to make jokes about how the workouts were so hard that people would vomit or that they would get this condition called rhabdo. The full name for this condition is rhabdomyolysis. Basically, when your muscles are worked so hard that your body starts spilling toxins into your blood. Like, he used to say stuff like that. Wow. Uh, but That's crazy. Yeah. Well, he's a very, he could have had his own episode. He's a very unusual person. Uh, anyway, yeah. um, as far as the actual research goes in terms of data on injury mm-hmm. rates, it turns out some people do get hurt doing CrossFit. If they do get hurt, it's usually in the shoulders, the knees, or the low back. But when the people get hurt, uh, they don't get hurt any more often than people who do powerlifting or gymnastics. So some people okay. do get hurt, but it's pretty comparable to other similar high-intensity types of training. And the last thing that we'll say before we will conclude that people who do CrossFit never shut up about CrossFit is that uh, so far as we can tell right now with the research that's available, people who do CrossFit do tend to have more success, but it's probably not for the reason that you're thinking. If you think back to some of the types of workouts that we described, it might seem like the reason people achieve fitness is because the workouts are really tough And so they must be really effective. It turns out the reason that people have more success with CrossFit is because of the sense of culture and community. CrossFit is really good at helping people feel motivated to stick with it. People are less likely to quit CrossFit. And so they stay with it long enough to actually see results. If people felt that same way about other fitness programs then they might see similar results in other programs but if there's a special sauce with CrossFit at the moment at least it seems like the special sauce is the experience of being part of that community and and being with other people and having encouragement and that sort of thing so with that Mm. I want to that's cool yeah it's it's not bad I guess (laughs) but I want to thank you both so much.
This was fun. We hope you thought so too. We also hope that if this adventure has gotten you fired up about your own fitness, you'll consider steps for getting started safely. Steps like talking things over with your care provider or making sure that you understand your gym's policies for maintaining equipment, dealing with emergencies, and preventing the spread of germs. For more ideas about how to do this, you can check out the gym health and safety policy link we posted in this episode's show notes. You can also find this link on our Facebook and Twitter pages. If you're one of the humans who would like to see another video of weightlifting movements or a demonstration video of the CrossFit workout that Donald and Melissa have agreed to try, you can see both videos by visiting our website at healthscienceforeveryone.com and clicking on the tab that says more and then clicking internet gold. After you do that, you'll be able to scroll or swipe to see the videos. Well, that's all for now. Stay tuned, everybody. Please tell the other humans to listen to the podcast through the Apple Podcasts app, or the Overcast app, or the SoundCloud app, or the Google Play app, or the Google Podcasts app, or the Stitcher app, or the Spotify app, or wherever else the humans listen to podcasts so I don't have to go back to my day job. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Health Science for the rest of us. If you like what you heard, be a pal and spread the love by sharing this podcast with a friend. If you're not sure how or if your friend just needs some help, you can both get some quick tips from our fun YouTube tutorial. Just tap on the link in the show notes from this episode. To learn more about the show in general or to see some pretty hilarious health memes and videos, stop by our website at healthscienceforeveryone.com. We're also on Facebook in the group section and on Twitter under the name Health Science Podcast. That's all one word. For a limited time, Health Science for the rest of us listeners can save 20% on all NZT products at my online store by entering the promo code DARK42 Tower Beam Sunshine Strain. No, no, no. I told you we're not doing that. My apologies. www.irisspecialtystoreforthingshumansbyclairhealth.com Iris! Sorry. I'm hitting the button now. Is that how my voice sounds?